This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Guerrilla Ship Podcast You're bringing me views About county cricket That's not in the news Well, I am now here with uh, none other than Angus Fraser, man who made his test debut against Australia and took 4 for 63, bowling Steve Waugh for his first ever test wicket in 46 tests. He took 177 wickets, had a very healthy 27, and with a best of 8 for 53 versus the West Indies in Trinidad, claiming none other than Brian Lara in both innings of that game. And against the old enemy, he took 46 wickets in 12 tests, with a best of 6 for 82 at the MCG, and again managed to bowl Steve Waugh. Angus Fraser, thank you so much no, for taking pleasure. the time to chat to me. Um, let's start, perhaps, with just your impressions of the current series it's we haven't been able to retain the ashes it's had its moments um, where do you think we've done well and where have we gone wrong uh, well, I don't think we deserve to be um, have retained the ashes to be honest I think Australia have been the far better side um, I think they've dominated most games all right they won the first test match England were in a decent position there and let it slip for a while uh, the test match at Lords uh, England sort of put Australia under some pressure for a lot of that game I felt that Australia were the more dominant side. And heading lead, but for one of the great innings of all time um, from Ben Stokes, uh, would have would have come up, would have come second there. So I think Australia, sadly, have been quite a bit better than England in this series. Um, in all departments, really. Uh, yeah. So deservedly they retain the Ashes, and there's still a lot to play for in this last Test match oh, because. Yeah. Uh, you can say, well, we drew the series and they only retained it rather than we lost the series and they won it. Um, Steve Smith is yeah. something of a one-off. What is it that sets him apart? I mean, just apart from the weight of runs. Uh, there's been a few remarkable players. I mean, again, you look at someone in my generation, a, a Brian Lara, sort of someone mm. who picked the bat up like that and how can a bloke sort of pick the bat up that high and still have ultimate control of it when it, when it comes down? And... Again, you got a Hashim Amla, and I remember people sort of laughing a bit at his technique when he first sort of hit international cricket, suggesting uh, that the only reason he was picked was because of the, the quotas and things like that. So, and, and equally with Steve Smith, I think uh, some sort of commentators and people were, were laughing at his sort of method. Uh, but he's obviously got an unbelievable eye, um, and he keeps the bat straight. I mean, he gets in ridiculous positions. Uh, but you look at his bat, and it always just looks straight when he's playing the shot. So his, his legs might be outside off stump. And he's playing the ball yeah. in middle and off, but the bat is straight when it comes down. Uh, he's got incredible levels of uh, concentration, and he's obviously brave, as we've, we've, we've witnessed in Ooh, this series. Because that was, um, I mean, people go on about West Indian bowling in the in the eighties and, and, and well during that period, uh, but I don't think Lords has probably ever seen a quicker spell quicker spells than Joffre Archer produced in that test match. Oh, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, you're watching Steve Smith these days. What goes through your mind? Is it A, thank God I'm not bowling at him, <laughs> or B, 
I think I know what I'd do if I was bowling at it. It's it's an interesting one. I I, I sort of listened to sort of the the Tough Norm Vaughan show on a um, earlier before the Ashes started, and Curly Ambrose was on, and he sort of talked about Smith and the fact that he felt that his natural line of length, bowling sort of fifth stump, fourth fifth stump, um, obviously natural variation, he'd come in a little bit straighter. Uh, means that he, and the way that he moves around means that he plays the balls and you'd, you'd sort of work on that patience and and uh, getting the ball to do something and, 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 and getting him caught behind. So I think that the, 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 I was, and this is me, I suppose, this because it was my method, so therefore I, I sort of back what I'm thinking or trying to do. But to, to, to perfect bowling every ball mm. is impossible. You You can't. Run up and bowl Yorkers or leg stump. Your I remember he says, "Well, why don't you bowl him behind his legs and stuff like that?" But if it was that easy, just to pinpoint the ball on that spot, you'd be one of the greatest bowlers of all time. So, the moment you go away from the thing that you try and bowl most, which is to hit a good length hard, uh, you're a little bit more vulnerable as a bowler, and, and you start playing his game. So, all the sort of plans, all the tactics, all the messing around, to some extent, you sort of think, "Are oh, are you playing into his hands?" Because all of a sudden, a bowler is going to an area where he's more like to bowl. Bad balls. More likely to err slightly. Do you think that's Rather where the comparisons with Bradman come in? Because bowlers, captains of opposition teams, are lying awake at night thinking, "What do I do to him?" Uh, so you wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, but, but again, I mean, I was. It's a batsman's game. <laughs> this is me as a, as a veteran, <laughs> right. veteran twisted old bowler. But it's a yeah. batsman's game. Uh, but I always sort of worked on the principle, maybe slightly arrogantly, um, that. I was in charge. Mm-hmm. I let go of this thing, and a batsman reacts. If it's full, he goes forward. If it's short, he goes back. Mm-hmm. And equally, if I bowl a ball at 80 mile, 82, 84 miles an hour, around anything above sort of 80 miles, around 80 miles an hour above, on a good length and off stump, and it does something, it doesn't matter whether you're Steve Smith or Don Bradman, you're going to struggle to play it. Yeah. So, why go away from that? Um, yes, he's around the crease. He's knocking balls from outside off stump to legs. So. Maybe your fields are quite important in how you sort of spread your fielders out, but it's almost like you've abandoned the belief that at times that you can get him out with a good ball, i.e., yeah. a ball that pitches on off or just outside off stump, moves away slightly, a, and he's going to nick it to second. There's a fallibility step. somewhere. You've just, well, there you've is, just but I mean, he's it. obviously in wonderful form and, and seeing the ball extremely well. So I'm making very few mistakes. So he's exceptional. I mean, you can't you can't look further than that, but. Um, he, he will get out and he does have periods where obviously he's not going to be playing quite as well as he is now Well just before we get on to uh, our Middlesex teams a um, couple of quick questions um, who do you think might be knocking on the door now for the New Zealand and South Africa tests Well it, I mean having been a selector myself and I suppose you've sat there thinking well do you make wholesale changes um, on the back of the fact that we can't win the Ashes um, but equally is the series that you don't want to lose but then you think well actually the players have been picking haven't sort of mm. overperformed so uh, to show um, faith in them is, is being tested uh, as such but we always worked on the principle of giving a player one more opportunity than they probably deserve because you'll hopefully make a better better call and, and rather than sort of like when I played in the 80s or the late 80s and 90s it was you were in and out all over the place, so you never uh, quite. I remember. Yeah, so you yeah. never knew quite what was going on. So, but there are a couple of players in county cricket who've done well. Obviously, Sibley at Warwickshire, um, Zach Crawley at uh, 
Kent, he seems to be a fine player. Uh, and Ollie Pope is, is, a, is a good cricketer too. So there are uh, two or three batsmen. Um, we also worked on the principle when we were selectors that if someone was making their test debut and it was in an Ashes, uh, you probably hadn't planned it as well as you should have done. But there are, yeah, yeah. But there are players that need to perform and, and in those players are. I mean, to be fair to Burns, he's done very well. He has. Uh, and, and, I mean, that's been a real, really encouraging thing. But... Well, thinking, uh, thinking perhaps and Dan needs shown a little bit, but you, yeah. you certainly need more from Roy Bairstow and Butler, who have not offered a great deal. Thinking a little bit closer to home, um, is David? Do you think knocking on the door? I, I, I always thought he was hard done by 140 odd in Perth. Um, yeah, he had he, he, the, the theory that he he's a better bowler, a player, better batsman overseas than at home. I, I just thought that sounded a strange rationale to it me. It was. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was. It was a. I don't know, you, a comment made to justify your decision, which I don't think was a, it was a great comment when you look at David and the runs he scored in England and, and the fact that he's played on, certainly in, in a number of stages of the cricket season, on, on pitches that have been helpful to bowl on. So, I mean, David has done a lot of the right things. I mean, has he, I suppose, having been there once, you've probably got to do a little bit more. Mm. Um, to do it, but he's, he's played some, some outstanding innings for Middlesex. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, has. the interesting one, and I, the, the, the person I do feel sorry for, and he's not done enough to sort of justify reselection since he was left out, is Sam Robson. Yeah. Uh, I look back at the three or four, four and a bit years that I was a selector, and uh, he he um, he was unlucky. I mean, he averaged 32, something like that, played some nice innings, all right, got out, uh, nicked a slip a few times, but the, 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 the unfortunate thing for Sam was that after the summer that he played, it was a winter which included the World Cup, so it was a winter white ball cricket, mm -hmm. there was a change of coach, uh, a coach wanted to come in and sort of maybe offer something different and, and Sam was a casualty of that, but I don't, I, th I still think he's, until uh, Rory Burns has come along, it's been the best Well, as you, as you mentioned his name, I just looked over my shoulder, he's got 12 more than his brother in this game, <laughs> unless he's... <laughs> Yeah. Unless he's got a couple more while I've been, I've been listening to you there. Um, let's go on to you, and then let's go on to our, our Ashes teams. Uh, when I look through your record, two years really jumped out, 1990 and 1998. In 1990, with 36 wickets at 22, I think against West India, Australia and India. And in 1998, 58, also at 22, um, with you were you uh, in 13 games against West India, South Africa, Sri Lanka and Australia, I think. Um, there's quite a lot of time in between. What, mm. was, what was it, do you think, about those two years where things just clicked for you? I, I suppose, that, I mean, there were two, according to some people, there were two versions of myself, weren't there? There was the pre-injury and, and the post-injury. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you, you come into test cricket and you're... I mean, I think, I think the first thing is that I think Austra series against Australia, certainly, maybe more so in Australia than even England, they let you know where you are at as a cricketer. If you're strong, good, healthy, you will, well, you will, you will do well. Mm. If you're old, a bit over the hill, and a bit vulnerable, you will get found out in Australia because it is, it is the place where you. And I look at my tours to Australia, and two tours I had good tours, and the last tour, maybe I could have carried on another six months in England as an international cricketer, but I was probably sort of. You felt the time. Yeah, was I was right. probably. It was probably the right time, especially again with a new coach, a new captain, um, and, a, and a disappointing Ashes. But I suppose tw you come into the side, you're confident, you've performed well for Middlesex, you've won uh, a championship, or, or you've been playing in a, in, a, in a side that's done 
very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost seemed natural progression. So playing for England didn't daunt me. Um, I felt I was good enough to be there. Uh, came in and but well, I think it's always important to do well on your debut. Or four wickets on your debut, including yeah. Steve War, is, and I is pretty 30, good. Yeah, I bowled 33 overs, so 33 overs, 4 for 63, they're pretty yeah. good figures on overs. Yeah, they are. Um, so to, to do well early on. I think you took three in the second innings as well. If I no, I didn't. It was, it was, didn't you? Did I dream that? Yeah, I did dream, dream that. that then. Okay. But <laughs> I think you look at some other, some of our contemporaries batsmen, like your Hicks and your Ambercashes, mm. and they had to wait a long time before they showed the world that they could thrive in this arena and the confidence that you get from that is not as strong as it is when you do it early on so um, I don't know why I each time I'd sort of got into the inside or got reselected after injury or being dropped uh, I came back with a bang and, and, and took wickets but why I don't know I mean I think that's just the way the cards fall you look at a morning of cricket it's not the Johnny Bairstow principle get, get needled no, back and then, no, and then I come think back you, fighting back but you look at you look at some days of cricket that, you, that Middlesex play and you you have a morning where you nick everything and you're six down. You have some mornings where you play and miss. And I do look at those days. Yeah. But I also look at the good days and I see plenty yeah. of those as well. Well, I agree. And there are other days, but the, the, the margin is only a couple of millimetres, half a centimetre, because that's the difference between edging oh. the ball and missing it. And why it runs through some days, who knows? I mean, I think overall, though, you get what you deserve. So there was the young, fresh, strong, fit excited Angus Fraser at, at the start and then a again, wiser yeah a wiser I think going to the Caribbean um, played with some balls there which were an old stock of balls which had a big seam on it I think the Caribbean suited me as a bowler in the way that I mean I was a poor man's Ambrose type of bowler um, <laughs> that's harsh but well no I mean he was one of the greatest of all time but the bigger seam the fact that the ball gripped in the pitches a lot of balls hit the stumps West Indies like to attack and it sort of there are two or three of the pitches, nature of the pitches, the nature style of my bowling, and and the, and the attitude of the West Indian batsmen probably sort of meant that I was effective uh, there as, as as McGrath's been and, 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 and similar bowlers. There we go. The, the the pitches there suited you. So let's, if we may, come on to. I, I've just had the enormous pleasure <laughs> to um, wade through as much of Middlesex history as I could, right, and select a team that I thought through that entire history would be an England team. Middlesex players that um, would be good enough to beat today's Aussies. I, I think you've had a chance to have a little look. Yeah, at I have done. I have done. Um, so, so I'm keen to know where we agree and where we differ. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, one thing you've got wrong looking at your sheets is already you're out, of, you're out of date with Strauss because he's been knighted, so he's not well, going to be anyone. Uh, yeah. Sir Andrew Strauss. Uh, when does that take? Does it actually happen? Though doesn't he have to have the? Oh, he hasn't done. He that. has to have the um, sword on his shoulder. Before so he's, he's, he's Sir Andrew Strauss designate, isn't he? But still, Sir, Sir right. and he's still Andrew Strauss. OB. I have to be honest. My best friend and mate, mate and I are both. He's also a huge Middlesex fan. We've been calling him Sir Andrew for ages, <laughs> but, none, but nonetheless. Yeah, I've um, sort of written a piece today actually for the website that is. No, Quite love to do actually, just 500 words on, on him. So, no, it's oh, well, a special well, moment for him and the club. A, treat. It's a special moment for the club as well. Absolutely, I mean. yes. Um, so, but, my opinion, so, I agree with Strauss. Yeah, so, so we're, we're in 100% agreement on soon to be Sir Andrew as yes. opener. Um, who did you have as uh, opening? With well, him? I've gone, I mean, again, I saw you had Brearley in your side, mm. and Brearley spent most of his time opening. Uh, Bill Edrich spent most of his time three or lower down. Yeah. So I sort of, I know Brearley's average 
was 23. I think Bill Edrich was yeah. 31 or something like that in tests against Australia. But I mean, you've got to accept that Brady's one, arguably one of England's greatest ever captains. So. I've batted brilliant position at number two, okay. uh, as against yourself, who've sort of listened, read your rationale and stuff like that. But that's where that's where I went. So I went Strauss and Brilliant to open the batting. Uh, okay, um, so we're keeping Mike Brilliant. And shall we address the issue of captain? Then now we've already mentioned Mike yeah. Brilliant. Seems to me we it, it, there was a number there, but Mr. Strauss. Yeah, Gatting and Brearley could all have uh, carried that mantle with, with huge distinction. Uh, I ultimately went for Mike Brearley. Would you go along with that? Or, I would or, do, yeah. yeah. I would do. I would do. I mean, we're a strange club middle sex. We're not a strange club middle sex, but um, we're not a big club in the way that, I mean, our turnover is probably similar to Sussex and, mm. and, and, and counties like that, but we obviously play. One of the great, well, one of the greatest sporting arenas in the world, which we're, we're looking over as we as we do this interview, and it's the history of Middlesex, the successes, the triumphs, and the, and the great cricketers that's produced that sort of build the the, the sort of um, the legend of the club. And to have had three Ashes winning cap in Australia, mission mm. captain Australia, is a, is a considerable achievement. So um, that we've when we're talking about this, that we've got this resource to fall back on, just shows how. How big a contribution the club has made to, to, to English cricket? Uh, okay. Yes, I, I agree with Brady. Perfect. Uh, not that the obje objective of this exercise is to agree with me. I do assure you. Um, so you have you have brilliant at two as and as captain, uh, but you've dropped. You've, if you've brought, um, are you keeping uh, Bill Edrich? No, I'm not. You've, you've jettisoned Bill Edrich. I've jettisoned Bill Edrich. So who do you have at number three? I've got Rambrakesh. You've got Ram. You and Mike Gatting are yeah. singing off the same. Yeah. Song sheet for that, okay. So I had ramped three. I'd, I mean, yes, um, look at his international career, and it, I don't like the word underachieve because it, it suggests that playing international cricket is hard, it's easy, and it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a real test of you as, a, as an individual. And uh, to sort of ramp underachieve when he scored as many first class hundreds as Viv Richards is. Is uh, is is a uh, is that um, yeah, would be harsh, but equally yes. I mean, he averaged you, over forty, I think, against Australia. He did, yeah. But equally, to have averaged in the twenties with what he had, he he didn't cope with it as mm. well as other people have. But equally, his record against Australia was uh, magnificent. And again, you go along the line of your Compton, your Gatting, mm. your Rampakash. I mean, these are special batsmen that sort of average over 50 for Middlesex. Uh, and pleasingly, Rampakash's record against uh, Australia was, was good yeah. too. My, my, my only concern, I guess, when I was looking at it, was uh, he, he managed not to win a series, but then there were others who also didn't. Yeah, <laughs> so I it was a tough time. Yeah, I suppose it's, yeah. I mean, uh, whose fault is it that you've won or lost a series? Well, if, you, so if you're still putting together Outstanding individual performances. I mean, I never won a series either. Well, I, I, I was letting you decide whether if you wanted to mention that, Angus. Um, but, but yeah, so, so, so it was a what, ramps at three. So you got ramps at three. Um, well, I, I had BR, so you're batting batting Gat, Gat at four, Gat at four. Okay. The Gat pick himself. Uh, yes, he much? did. He was quite, and he was. I think he was quite happy being at three. He didn't have an issue being at three. 
he was uh, he was all right with that. Um, he did think perhaps he, he also wanted ramps. He was happy to drop, maybe drop one down the order, yeah. I think. But uh, he was certainly he was certainly picking himself. One of his themes, a little bit, was I don't want to put words into his mouth, but he was feeling just a little bit more comfortable, perhaps, with players he knew or had definitely seen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. To sort of make judgments on someone you've never sort of well, you haven't got an inkling of how they played and their and you're personality. Looking at a grainy old film at best, and yeah. sometimes just reading what Carlos wrote. But there's one person who you. Dennis Compton I mean we do yeah so he goes in at five so there's no I, I, I met Dennis he was I think he might still been club president when I started at Middlesex mm-hmm. in the mid 80s but yeah I mean he's got to be in because again those three Compton, Gatti and Rampakash are three of the biggest names that this club has uh, and two of the well three of the greatest batsmen this club has ever had the, actually the one thing I didn't realise and again I thought because Jack Robinson is a Middlesex legend, but yeah. obviously I looked and he didn't play against Australia, did he? No, <laughs> no, I went through that that yeah. fairly carefully. Um, the only yeah, well, so you, you're again you're in agreement with um, Mike there. Um, he was considering batting Dennis at three though, and perhaps yes. moving everyone down accordingly to accommodate that. I almost sort of work on a bit more of the. I mean, not 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 sort of questioning. Ramps was more. Although when he would, when he first came into the Middlesex side, he was quite an aggressive stroke player but as he got older um, he became more sort of defiant and whereas let them take them off let, 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 let yeah. ramps and the openers look after the new ball and then you've got your gettings and your confidence to come in and thrill after that well okay so now at number six now Gat and I did not agree on this one um, for some of the reasons I've already given you I'd had Sagabi Allen he was more yeah. of a bowling all-rounder perhaps yeah i I was. I mean, it's. I suppose you look at a club and you sort of can see um, stars of cricketers that they produce. And Middlesex obviously had. I mean, the spin bowling is a real airway oh, sport for choice, aren't they? Yeah, very much so. Uh, I know you had Bozen K when you got Titmus, you got Embry, you got Edmonds, you got Tufnell. Yeah. I mean, you've, there's been and others before that, but there's been some well, outstanding. DCS could turn his arm as well. Outstanding spin bowlers, but we've not had many all rounders, and it's almost been the makeup of the side. Mm-hmm. When, when I played, it was. Five batsmen pulled down to the six, um, and five bowlers, which were two spinners and three seamers. So it's almost been, an, and hoping that your your Edmonds and your Embry, who were capable batsmen, but sort of, I suppose they were they did have been all rounders to some extent. Um, sort of, you're going to eat yourself, eke out enough runs to be competitive, and then um, obviously the usual outstanding bowling attack to put the opposition under pressure. So. I've I've gone for Gubby because I think you've gone for Gubby. Yeah, as well. I have. Just no, because I think I think if you if you're looking for a, 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 another seamer as such, then in your attack, so it's nice to have five bowlers. Then where do you go? And I looked at Bill Edridge, he bowled a bit. Yeah. Um, DCS can bowl. Yeah, but I, but I think I think his record is. I think yeah. I don't have to say from a county that's not had. An abundance of all-rounders, um, he would be the I right think, one. I think there's an element of, of, of legend there as well about being part of the Bodyline tour and not take a mm. bowling Bodyline and still taking a load of wickets yeah. during that series. Uh, when, when you haven't seen somebody and you have to rely a little bit on the history you control and then some something yeah. in your what well, your imagination tells you. You've got to appreciate the figures as well. That. You've got to appreciate oh, yeah. the figures and the fact that his, his figures, four middle six, were, 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 
good too. So he was obviously won at 29, I think, yeah. versus Australia, which is so all overall. Yeah, so he's obviously a good, well, a good cricketer. Okay, um, I had my wicketkeeper batting at number seven. It was JT Murray. Yep. Three. You're just we're just uh, going on with that one. Paul Downs and good cricketer, but JT's better. I mean, I think when I'm looking, I mean JT wasn't. That's harshest, but outstanding against Australia. I think he only averaged 18. Uh, yeah. Paul averaged 16. I think everybody would probably JT's again one of the Middlesex's greatest ever cricketers. So the, he deserves to play yeah. ahead of anybody else. Yeah, that was heart was ruling head perhaps a little bit, but uh, I think he backs it up 100%. Uh, just for style as much as anything else. Um, you mentioned the spin bowling department. This was hard work. Yeah. <laughs> when you have those names that you're talking about, when you have Titmus, you have Embry, you have um, oh my God, uh, Embers, Tuffers, uh, and and Phil Edmonds. I mean, you've you're there. You've just got four outstanding players. I went for Bernard Bosenkay, um purely on the grounds that I, I was imagining romance, a little bit of romance. <laughs> who, where might you have someone who had the innovation and inventiveness yeah. to come up with something different against Steve Smith that was my that was my entire rationale that's the only one I can really give you so who did you have I went for someone a bit more straight up and down I went for John Embry you went for Embers I, um, I, I had him as 12th man so I wasn't ignoring Embers and yeah. playing I mean as you say we're spoiled for choice there I was okay 25 24 and 7 Embry 78 at 35 and 25 was interesting actually John played large amount of his cricket against Australia didn't he, he did uh, and he and took a number of wickets and Tim was 47 at 38 in 19 I think as well with the fact that Ember's averaged 28 with a bat against Australia yeah. sort of, so he actually Fred Tim was up there with, it, with his yeah, batting 27, 28 as he, well. wouldn't, he wouldn't let you batting down whereas I can't remember what Bosenkay but you're right it uh, was an, K, an element of Bosenkay wasn't bad I think he was in the 20s yeah he, he was, was early 20s he did oh lord uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> we might edit that bit because uh, sadly Middlesex, I think, have just lost a wicket. Um, now, I, so we come into the pace bowling department. What do you think of my number nine? <laughs> I think he's a bit high up the order. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Although actually, I batted at eight in, a, in an Ashes Test match uh, at the Oval against uh, Australia, I think, in 1993. So I've been higher than that, but um, it seems slightly sort of arrogant to pick yourself, but. I am. Uh, Middlesex's highest test. The previous take. incumbent of that chair thought about, but I don't think finally went through with the suggestion of Gabby Allen perhaps in that spot. Do mm. fair enough. Um, but you, you, you'd be pretty. I think you'd be pretty comfortable in the company I've surrounded you with. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's a difficult one to sort of talk about yourself. But um, again, I didn't win any Ashes series. Uh, Started and finished against Australia, so his debut against Australia at um, Edgerston in 1989, and my last test was against uh, Australia and Melbourne in 1998. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so let's look at uh, Ten and Jack then. Well, uh, I say there's not, and again, I'm not, there's not been that many fast bowlers that have played a lot of cricket against Australia, are there? Or, Medium fast, fast. No, bowl. well, uh, that was again. That was the. I mean, you the, look the, at the issue I had. You mentioned Dean Headley. I saw that. Norman Cowan's yeah. John Price. 
obviously Alan Moss, but he never played against Australia. Oh, he actually played one test against Australia, but he only well four over. Yeah, no, like it was nothing you could you could pin a selection on. <laughs> so I've I was happy to go with Jack Hearn as you were. So you've gone for JT Hearn yeah. as well. And then the number eleven, I've kind of brought us up to date. Yeah. A man who um, took four wickets today. Yeah. Seemed to be bowling with some of the old pep and vim that, yeah. when he's on form, is a joy to watch. You'd be comfortable with him? Yeah, I would there be. In this I, think, I think again, I, very best. Again, there's. Well, Strauss is an England great. Then we've got Sagatin, Rambukash, and uh, Compton, three huge figures, and people like Edrich and I mean, Parfit and, and others. They've sort of had pretty good international careers. And there are other areas where uh, Middlesex haven't, and, and spin bowling, uh, where Middlesex have obviously been exceptionally strong. but I say fast bowlings that have played in Ashes Test, it's not an abundance of them, but I think Stephen Finn is, yeah, he's, he's rightly. Okay, so you've got uh, you've you've um, got Mike Brearley as captain and also opening. You've dropped Bill Edrich down the order. You've definitely oh, no, bought in. Oh, you didn't. You dropped, dropped Edrich, dropped but you've bought in ramps. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Mike Gatting. You're batting him at four. DCS Compton. Uh, nailed on. You've stuck with Gubby and JT. Yeah. Um, you would go for Embers as your choice of spinner. I have. And uh, you're happy with yourself. Yeah. Uh, you're <laughs> happy with JT. And Finn. And you're happy with Stephen T. Uh, yeah. With Stephen Finn. It would be some team. There's no right and wrong answers. It's and what, which error are we? Which error are we playing? Playing. In? We're playing now. We are playing the oh, current I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have Tuffner as twelfth man then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. If you can, uh, in, in I'd love more, to in interview more, him and discuss this. In the more relaxed days, I'd have had tough as twelfth man. Well, for the fun of it, not for the <laughs> not for the fielding. Gus, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Um, how do you think we're going to go at the Oval? Um, I wasn't surprised to see him play quite well there. Um, I think Australia, that England made them work hard. The, I mean, the Australian bowlers have thundered in and, and really committed to this series so yeah I, I, I think England might be more be more competitive in this match I always sort of felt everybody kept saying our momentum after that after Headingley but I just thought England looked slightly sort of embarrassed almost some of the I'm not sure yeah, bye bye I'm with you on that is a, it, it they looked it, almost. It, they realised that Stokes had just we, produced we, something. We got out of jail by, by, by almost an act of, of, yeah. of something extraordinary, didn't we? But I think Australia might find it hard to sort of maintain that level of. I might be doing them a disservice because I know Justin Langer will, and he'll obviously be very determined to make sure it's yes. a three-one win. Uh, but I, I think Australia might find it hard to sort of reach that level of performance again and I think England have got something to prove here because there's a couple of them maybe not a last chance of, well almost that last chance of them that's for sure well Angus thank you again it's been an absolute pleasure it's a joy for me to write and it's been even better to talk about it no, with, talk, the, talk. with the likes of yourself so thank you so much pleasure. great pleasure Guerrilla Ship Podcast you're bringing me views about county cricket that's not in the news. Sports Social Podcast Network.